everybody. This is astrologer DK Brainerd, and you are listening to the Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the week of March 14th, 2011, brought to you by EmpowerRadio.com, empowering you. On this week's podcast, we are going to talk about Uranus and Aries. And if you're an astrology junkie like me, you've probably already read 10 or 15 or 20 articles breathlessly written about Uranus and Aries, possibly including a couple of my own. But I'd like to talk to you about what I see this, um, you know, not just the what's happened in the past and, and what we can expect, but also the opportunities that I see this period bringing to us. And at the same time, and it feels like it's been a long time since I've been here with you, so thanks for coming back because uh, I know it's I, I took a little time off there. As I remarked to somebody the other day, traveling with a, a cross-country with a nine-month-old baby isn't everything that the travel brochures crack it up to be, although little hockey was actually very, very good, especially on the way back once he got his traveling legs under him. But um, I've been wanting to, to talk about some of my experiences being back in New Orleans for the first um, for the first time in a year since the previous January and just um, what I was picking up from the oil spill and that sort of thing. So maybe I'll start out there and then I'll get into the Japanese tsunami and, and the earthquake and um, just sending some love out to the people of Japan. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I love, I've had been lucky to have a couple of um, very cool Japanese friends in my life. And I find that culture to be so different from my own, but but very beautiful and dignified and graceful. Uh, a lot to, that I like about it. And, um, you know, our prayers are definitely with the... Japanese people and all the people in the world who've been affected by this latest disaster. One of many, as we'll talk about in just a few minutes. So my take on New Orleans is, you know, one thing, and I've noticed this not just in New Orleans, but in other places as well, is um, the the number of uh, children who have been dealing with these persistent kind of uh, lingering sicknesses and my daughter had this this cold that wouldn't seem to go away and when I tuned into it you know I tuned into the fact that there's still a lot of grief from the oil spill and the kids you know until age seven or so were operating in the theta mind level which is between four and seven cycles per second technically and um the experience of theta is very dreamlike, which is why kids are can learn so quickly. I mean, if you look at what what babies and children learn in the first seven years of life, it's absolutely staggering. You know, just watching my little baby learn how to walk, and and over the last few years, last couple of years, watching Roya learn how to read and now how to write, it's amazing. I mean, and and one of the reasons that kids are able to do this is because that they spend most of their time, their waking time, in the theta level of the mind, which is very receptive and absorptive. 
And also one of the characteristics of theta is that in the theta mind level, you're not limited to the kind of linear psychological time model that we're limited to once we grow up and move into the language side of the brain. You know, so as, as kids, when, as you know, even as kids are getting to four, five, six, they're starting to use the language part of the brain a lot more, starting to look at the world in terms of concepts rather than direct experience. That's what we do as human beings. But by the time we get to adults, most of us have lost much of our connection to the right brain, to the imaginative faculty of the brain. And to that alpha, a positive relationship, we've lost the positive relationship with the alpha and theta levels, which are marked by nonlinear programming, by imagistic feeling kind of symbols. And in the alpha and theta, you're not limited to one single vantage point in time and space. You can be two places at once. You can be in a dream and also be aware of being in your body wherever you are in the, in the world of consensus reality. And just as a side note, um, that's what I'm doing with the words premium with membership service is putting out this technology that's been so helpful to me and, and rolling that out to my readers and to the people who are attracted to my work because this is the way that we can really rapidly accelerate change, not only in our personal lives, but also in the world at large. And we'll talk more about what those opportunities look like in a moment. But I do want to encourage you to check that out because it's just, there's nothing else in the world like it right now that I'm aware of. And it's right now it's at a, at a totally amazing price that really anybody can afford. Um, so what I notice with the kids is that, and I, and I notice this also, you know, with sensitive people in New Orleans, is that there's this, it felt like there was this real chest level uh, kind of congestion or grief that's still remaining from the oil spill. And kids and people that are, you know, even as adults that are still childlike or, or that are very sensitive and so are operating more in these imaginal levels of the mind are really tapped into what the animals are experiencing and what nature is experiencing. Because in those levels of the mind, the boundaries, the ego boundaries, blur and we're not so in our hard shell of, of the ego self. We're, we're more open to what's going on on other levels of the self, which if we expand the self out, we all grow out of the earth, you know, and so... The earth is, is the bigger part of ourself in, in a lot of ways. So that's one of the things that I picked up. And the other thing I picked up is just this real reinforcement that as people work through this latest kind of disaster in New Orleans, the, with the grief and with the feeling of, of sort of difficulty breathing, both in a physical and in a metaphysical sense, due to the you know after after shocks of that incredibly toxic event of the BP oil spill in spite of all that or as people work through it it really felt like the city is back to a much higher level than at any time that i can remember since katrina 
And so while I was down there in January, being cognizant of the grief and um, of the difficulty that the collective there was having in processing this latest event, at the same time, it was awesome and positive to see just how strong the community has gotten there in rebuilding from Katrina. And, you know, there's just so much healing going on and so many people have moved. It's interesting because um, in the couple of years or so after Katrina, there were all these people moving to New Orleans. And I'm not sing- signaling out Californians. I love California. I have a huge uh, devoted fan base of California readers. If I could, I'd be living in the in the Bay Area right now, probably, if that was my, my path. But, um, you know, I remember specifically some Californians coming in because the housing was so cheap and New Orleans was like a hip town. And it was a really intense time. And after a couple of years, a lot of those people packed up and, and sold the, proper, the properties that they had bought and went back. And... Now it seems like there are people who are coming not just sort of to profit from the scene or because, you know, there, there's all of a sudden this vacuum there, but there have been a lot of healers from around the world who have come and said, Hey, you know what? This place is a laboratory for how do we live in the postmodern post-industrial world? How can we rebuild a ruined city or a ruined place? with a higher intention, with a higher vibration than before. And the amount of healing resources available to the typical citizen of New Orleans is just astronomically higher than it was before. And, you know, by healing, I'm just not talking about energy healing or new age things, ideas like that, but just a consciousness level in the city of preparedness and of people coming together as community, which has always been a theme, obviously, in New Orleans and in Louisiana, community and family and neighborhood are, are, are big things. But, um, I, you know, hard to put into, uh, hard to quantify, but I really felt this vibe of, um, of flexibility and preparedness and excitement and willingness to move forward in new and innovative ways, which is our segue into Uranus and Aries. So over the next seven years, we're going to see Uranus as the awakener. Uranus is the outer planet uh, archetype of shock, revolution, sudden destruction of that which is old or um, that which is limiting, that which is imprisoning. Uranus comes in and blasts it out of the picture in one fell swoop. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's the sign of the Zodiac that relates to creating an identity, to taking risks, to being a pioneer, to being a trailblazer. Negatively, Aries is, I I consider Aries the most dramatic sign. And um, I used to think it was Leo, but I've shifted my perspective over the years. And Aries is the sign of me, me, me. And that's who it's supposed to be because Aries people and Aries um, entities are learning to establish an identity. And in order to do that, they have to try on these different um, outfits or masks. So they get impulses and then 
act on those impulses and then, you know, see what, what, what is, what comes back to me? How does this feel if I do this? Well, not as exciting or as grandiose as I thought it was. So I'm going to drop that and I'm going to run over to this other impulse and try this out. So Aries is the process of trying on, trying out different activities, different ways of being in the world in order to arrive at an identity that's viable. And what Uranus and Aries is going to do for us over the next seven years, Uranus is a fearsome force. Um, when Uranus hits, it tends to, in a flash, illuminate the way that is old and confining and constricting and that needs to be cleared out of the way so that we can move into more freedom. So uh, many astrologers have suggested that Uranus would have been better named Prometheus. So Uranus is the is the more like the archetype of Prometheus who who brought fire, stole fire from the gods and brought it down to the to to humanity. And when Uranus hits, there's so one one side is that force of illumination. And with Uranus events, we tend to just see in a flash, this is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. And one of the things that we're going to have to get really good at is trusting our impulses and recognizing which impulses are trustworthy within us and which are not. So um, going to Minnesota on the 26th of March, Saturday, March 26th, doing an all-day retreat at the Unity South Church in Bloomington. There's more information on the calendar page of my website. But what we're going to be doing at this retreat is looking at this year and next year, 2011-2012, global transformation, and then looking at what we can expect to see in the next 15 or 20 years. I'm really excited about this. We're going to do a... uh, a group hypnotic progression to the year 2020 and then compare notes, see what people experience when they journey ahead to the year 2020, which, and then bringing back that information, we can use that to calibrate. What do I need to do now this year in 2012 as well to get prepared for this? But, um, when, one of the things that keeps coming to me as I prepare for, for my part in this uh, retreat or seminar is that flexibility is going to be absolutely key. So the negative experience of Uranian energy striking, and again, right now while Uranus over the next year, year and a half, while Uranus remains within a few degrees of the Aries point, which is the foundation point for the world horoscope, we're going to continue to see these sort of uh, amazing eruptions of energy into the world. So earthquakes and tsunamis are, are one example of that. Other examples are the revolutionary uprisings that we've seen throughout the Middle East and even in normally stayed and laid back Wisconsin over here in the United States. And we're, we're going to see a pattern of these sort of um, episodes of destruction of the old, which is the negative experience of Uranus. Not inherently negative, um, but negative in the sense that, you know, who wants our house or our town to be destroyed? Then we have to start over somewhere. But Uranus and Aries is all about starting over. And 
one of the things that I really, really, really am getting so clearly and so strongly and that I want to encourage you to tune into or look for in your own psyche and then find ways of communicating this to the people around you who are ready to be part of the tr global transition team, you know, that I feel many of us were called here to be part of, you know, this is the time for us. This is the time we came in here for. And also the fear-based people in your life who are poisoning the well by parroting what they hear on the news, by parroting the Hollywood caricatures of, of 2012, which by the way, Go try to find a place in the original, uh, the Stele, where the 2012 um, calendar stuff was written by the Mayans that talks about anything you see in a Hollywood movie about the earth being destroyed. And when you find it, please share it with me. Okay, so what, what we're talking about, this is we are on the cusp of the end of an old world. But the opportunity here is that we get to recreate the world the new world in our image and what we need for that is we need some cohesiveness of vision and you know as I wrote in my first blog post on, on Uranus and Aries right that I wrote right before the uh, earthquake hit one of the things that we need to do is be real real open to and be real real flexible in establishing this new identity so things can things can change and things are going to change really, really quickly over the next seven years. And I see this being divided up into two periods. The first one is this year and into the first half of 2012. And then the second one seems to come along in 2015 or so. And that 2015 period right now, I'll be really interested to see what we come up with as a group at the Minneapolis retreat as far as the vision of 2020. Because the picture that I'm getting now is that that 2015-2016 era, that looks like the era where we really want to be prepared. We want to have some kind of sustainable um, living situation in place. We want to have our, our tribe and our team together so that we've got you know an herbalist in our network. We've got uh, somebody who's good at growing food in our network. You know, we've got a technology person in our network. Um, th that looks like a potentially dark period to me. But again, that could change if enough of us get on board with this wave of newness and say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to recreate the world in a way that makes more sense. And we're going to recreate our identity as a world, which of course starts with recreating my identity with myself, right? And Uranus-Pluto, which is in effect over the next seven or eight years and which we're really going to be experiencing in the 2011, 2012 period I just mentioned is the empowering of that Promethean Iranian principle of innovation. So let's empower that to the maximum. And let's say this is the time that we came to create and the, the the actions and careers and um, initiatives that are going to be rewarded under this energy because the outer planets generally 
um, you know, they wallop us when we're resisting. And if we can learn how to flow with their energy, then that energy turns into this really powerful wave that we're kind of riding behind us. And so what's going to be supported in this, in this period are change management, you know, helping people understand how to change their lives from this paradigm that's very, very quickly crumbling and dying out, being dependent on centralized manufacturing-based structures like petroleum, like um, petrochemical industry, like the pharmaceutical industry, like allopathic healthcare, and helping people shift to more holistic ways of living, to new energy technologies that can replace the old ones that we're going to have to let go of. You know, to new ways of being in community so that we're less dependent on these old resources that we're, we're going to be moving away from. So it's a tremendously exciting time. It is scary. You know, having to change this, move this far this fast is definitely scary at times. But um, this is the time for us to connect with others of like mind and really say, hey, you know what? This is what I came here for. It's time to go surfing. You know, let's make, let's get together and do this the best way possible. And then always remembering that the, the outer world, real transformation in the outer world always begins in the inner world. So work smart, you know, um, trying to create from a place of anxiety and fear and worry is not going to create what we want. And again, that's what I, with the words premium program, you know, that's, um, that's the, the whole purpose behind that is let's use these technologies that are available to us that can help us get down to the creative, generative, peaceful, uh, visionary levels of the mind where we can let go of our old programming and we can put new programming, positive programming in place that's going to change our world from the inside out. And if enough of us do that, we can just bypass the whole Armageddon scenario that the ego mind wants to create and sail into something new, something the world has maybe never seen before. So that's where I want to go. I hope you're coming along with me. I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you found it useful and inspiring and enjoyable. There's a lot more Uranus and Aries content on the website this week. I will be back in a couple weeks with the next update. Until then, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. I've seen the best minds of my generation Refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, Ain't gonna cure what ails us I've seen the best minds of my generation Washing windows at the service station I Guess up the beat of 